A recent Fidelity Investment survey showed that 71% of Americans are concerned about the impact of inflation and a volatile market could have on reaching their retirement goals. 71%, that's a lot of fear. But we've got good news today because you don't have to stay there. Today, we're going to talk about some strategies in planning that will help you alleviate that fear. And now, the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. And welcome into the Allon Exchange with Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm consumer advocate Chrissy Paradis, and I am joined in studio as I am each and every week by Jay Hagee and Brittany Hagee. Jay, Brittany, how's your week been? Hey, hey, Chrissy. We are doing good. Wonderful. It's uh, starting to feel like fall around here, hopefully, in the Love next it. couple weeks. Love so we, we've got football back on and all is right Fine. in the world. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> There's, yeah. there's nothing like football season to make me feel peaceful and calm. That's exactly right. And, <laughs> you know, and Brittany, you were talking about how to work through some fears. And I can't think of a better way than fall and football. But specific to when planning for retirement, I think you guys have some mm-hmm. constructive suggestions. Always helps put my mind at ease, at least. Yeah, we do. We, we've got some some strategies and some risks that we want to bring to your attention today as we kind of talk through retirement and really address this concept of fear. I mean, 71% is what I shared a moment ago. 71% of people, Americans are worried about the volatile market situation and inflation and how that's going to impact their retirement goals. So, but as I stated earlier, what we want is to, let's just address these things head on. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about them. Let's talk about the market volatility. Let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about the the R word risk and what that means. And, uh, you know, what level of risk you should be taking. Let's talk about maybe the different types of risks that you would experience and how to really mitigate those risks as you near retirement so that you can rest easy. And the best way to mitigate that fear and to dispel it is really just speak the truth and say, here's some of the risks that you're probably fearing, right? Uh, And what can we do to, to put a plan together that is going to cause you to have peace of mind to get through that fear? And so one of those first risks uh, really is the risk that most people come in here and speak about is, will I run out of money, which is longevity risk is like, am I going to have uh, enough money to last me for the rest of my life? Um, and so the, the issue is here which is a good thing, actually, is most Americans are living longer than ever before. Mm-hmm. So we have a reason to question that, say, am I going to outlive my money? Um, but the thing is, if you have a good plan put together for an income plan that should last you through retirement, through different avenues and different buckets and strategies uh, that you can put in place, you can dispel that mm-hmm. uh, fear. And, and you can know that that risk will be taken off the table if you plan properly and make sure that you have the income streams to last you through retirement. And risk I've learned since I started working with you both, risk is not always a bad word 
That's right. Right. When That's we're right. talking about it in in these terms, at least, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Risk risk isn't a bad thing inherently. You have to take some risk because inflation at its core, whenever uh, it's things getting more expensive over time, if if I'm getting elementary with it, it's it's causing uh, the the value of goods and services to go up over time. So how do I make sure that I'm going to keep up with this? Well, in order to, you do have to take some level of risk, and that. That's one of the other uh, uh, values that we wanted to talk about today is the allocation of your portfolios. Because if you have poor asset allocation, and this can be one way or another, a lot of folks come in here and they don't want to take any risk mm-hmm. now that there's so much market volatility. And, Which is fear-based, and, and, right? And so much uh, inflation, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's based on fear, and that's not healthy. Then we have other folks that throw all caution to the wind because they've maybe <laughs> been put to sleep over the last 12 years of nothing but a bull market yeah. and say, hey, I just want to keep going full force as far as it goes. Well, you're 65 now. You're 60 now. You're yeah. 70 now. You may should not take as much risk as you've taken when you were 45, mm-hmm. right? And so poor uh, asset allocation and risk allocation of your portfolio can hurt you uh, in retirement. And then that's, and that's what we want to kind of bring balance to in good diversified financial plans when it comes to allocation of, of how you're positioned. You want to make sure that you have your feet in all five asset classes. Those asset classes are cash, their equities, which are stocks in the market, their uh, bonds, there's real estate, and then there's commodities. There's five of of them. So that's cash, stocks, bonds, commodities, and real estate. We want to make sure that you have diversification amongst all of those because that is where value flows in, in, a, in a good market uh, to all five of these at different at different times. So in order to, to make sure that you're taking proper risk allocation, we do a review. We, we put together uh, a, an example of how you're positioned now versus how maybe you should think about being positioned in order to ensure your money will last you longer uh, over your lifetime. Time. Um, and so that's what we would love to offer uh, you if you're listening right now today. If you say, well, I really don't know how my assets are allocated mm-hmm. or I really don't know what asset classes that I'm in, we would like to offer you a free uh, complimentary review so that uh, you can take advantage of knowing where you're at and actually put a plan together to where you want to be. Mm-hmm. And to take advantage of that opportunity, you can call 800 971 Four five four nine. That's eight hundred nine seven one four five four nine. Or you can go online to Allon Planning, A L L O N Planning dot com, and schedule a time to sit down with Jay and Brittany Hagee right from there. I just wanted to add something to Jay's conversation there about risk allocation and all of that. Something that most people don't consider is the emotional component that there is to investing. We all have some kind of uh, an emotional response when we talk about dollars, when we talk about our money. And um, we experience it and see it kind of on both ends of the spectrum. The, you know, hey, I'll, I'll take whatever risk. It doesn't matter. Let's, let's go out there. I just want to grow and build and earn. And I'll take the chance there all the way to, no, I can't lose. I can't lose a 
tenth of a, a cent, you know, the the extremes there. We see it all and how that impacts you emotionally. And it's super important to realize how you're invested impacts you emotionally. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes you may be invested in a way um, maybe that's too too risky for your age, but it's impacting you so negatively emotionally. Or you may be you may be allocated in a way that may be appropriate risk for your age, but you're still living in this mm-hmm. this emotional state that's not healthy. So, I mean, again, that's where we can come in, into play here to kind of talk you through that and, and help you navigate through how the way you're allocated and what, what emotions you're feeling, what, how you're processing your investments mm-hmm. and how that's impacting you and determining what's, what's it worth, right? right? Is it worth the risk to, to potentially gain X, Y, Z, or is there, do we really need to put some other safeguards in place for your, you know, mental stability for lack of a better term, or just peace of mind, just ease, ease and peace of mind. It's ultimately about goal-based planning. It's about what is the ultimate goal for these buckets of funds that you have, because some may be to last me through retirement, but others may be, well, I need to buy a car every four years. Or some others may be like, I want to buy a sailboat and and, uh, sell the oceans, you know, through retirement. It it could, it could be a lot of things, right? But we want to make sure that we're hitting the goal and target by properly uh, giving you uh, asset allocation that makes sure that it's going to hit that goal in a timely manner without taking too much risk and without taking too little risk, right? That's the key. It's not that we take away risk. It's that we take appropriate mm-hmm. risk. Mm-hmm. That is that is the key. And and that's what we were talking about while people are a little bit fearful with inflation because we've had really high inflation lately. And, and you know, it's likely that it's not going to always be 8 or 9%, right? right that's right. not going to always happen. But it's still something that I think we should uh, take into consideration for every retiree's plan to make sure that you understand the effects of inflation over time. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, an an account uh, that let's just say 2% is the target rate of inflation. Even with that, um, the spending power of your money over time can fall around 40% in a 20 to 30 year period, even at a 2% inflation rate. That's huge. So, So yeah, if you're talking about you know, basically doubling your income every 25 years. Yeah, so we'll just say even at a low inflation rate. So say it was higher, say that that 2% was 4%. So you can cut that number in half, right? So you're, you're looking at every, you know, 12 to 15 years having to double your uh, retirement income. Now you're no longer working, right? So you need to take some mm-hmm. appropriate risk to make sure that your funds are not getting just drained away. You can't pull everything to one bucket that don't lose anything, but don't risk anything either. So it's really about balance. Yeah. Right. It's making making sure your funds are safe, but also making sure that you have enough growth investments to offset some rising costs that you may experience, whether that's inflation, whether that's unexpected medical mm-hmm. expenses or, uh, you know, life expenses that pop up, whatever it may be. It really is just about finding that right balance for your specific situation. Absolutely. One thing I do find when I sit down with folks is we talk about budgeting a lot and we talk to, talk about retirement budgeting, 
But sometimes we don't think about the things that we want to do through retirement, not just living, but thriving, right? Like going and seeing the grandkids, uh, spending a little extra the money. Things now that and give then. Life. The things uh-huh. that actually Joy. give life, uh-huh. not just surviving through mm-hmm. retirement. We don't often take that into consideration when we look at our bottom line budget. So I often tell folks, you need to cushion a little bit of your budget. You need to put a little bit of the fun money type things in there. So that way you're not just looking at a survival kit when it comes to retirement, but that you're able to, to, to thrive through that. So, you know, in planning for retirement, you know, everything that we've talked about and more uh, on this one segment, because there's so much we could talk about uh, that it would take up four segments today. Uh, but but this there's there's several risks that are involved in, in retirement planning. But you just need to make sure that you plan for a long life and you anticipate both the necessary uh, and the lifestyle expenses we kind of talked about just a minute ago and how inflation is going to work in that and that you're allocated correctly to hit your goals. Basically, if you're doing good goal-based planning, yeah. you will have success. And we didn't even get to talk about health care, but that's another big one. big one. If we had a bit more time, we'd we'd get into that. But that's what, what we offered, though, is a take to take a, a broad look at your entire situation to be able to say, hey, are you covered in these risks that we're talking about? Are these areas that we're discussing addressed within your current financial plan? And if not, that's okay. We can help with that. We can put we can put some safeguards in place. We can put some strategies in place to ensure that they are. So that number 800-971-4549. Again, 800-971-4549. There's a limited number of spots available, but if you call now, folks are standing by to take your call. So take advantage of sitting down with Brittany Hagee and Jay Hagee and the team at Allon Planning Partners and take advantage of that complimentary review. Jay, what's coming up next? So can you have too much money in retirement? Probably not, but some retirees are finding that they do have some excess cash even after all the bills are paid and that they're debt free. Well, so when we come back, we've got some ways to help spread... Welcome back to the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee. I'm consumer advocate Chrissy Paradis, and I am joined in studio by Jay Hagee and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. Jay and Brittany not only own Allon Planning Partners, but they also lead the financial planning team at Allon. You can go online to Allon Planning, A-L-L-O-N Planning.com or call 800-971-4549. If you have any questions for Jay and Brittany, and I'm going to start the question process because Brittany, I know that you lead educational workshops in the area. Do you have any coming up soon? We actually do have some workshops coming up. Uh, The next one is Tuesday, October 4th at the Oaks. It's in Chattanooga, and that is an evening workshop. So it begins at 630. Again, these are no charge to attend any of our workshops, but we do ask that you register and you can do so through our website, uh, allonplanning.com, A-L-L-O-N planning.com. There's an events page and you can check out all of the details on these workshops there. Again, we've got one Tuesday, October 4th. We have another one on uh, Wednesday, October 5th, the Lifestyle and Wellness Fair at a local 
community center in Ottawa. We have October 25th at the Cleveland Public Library. So we've got some Cleveland events. We've got some Chattanooga events. um, We've had some events in Hickson. So take a look at our our upcoming events page and you can find out all the details and Mm -hmm. register direct from the website. Mm -hmm. And that is allonplanning.com, A-L-L-O-N planning.com. And you're both big advocates for being involved in the community, for financial education, and Mm -hmm. also for generosity and paying it forward, so to speak. Absolutely. Which kind of leads us into this part of the show. Uh, How can you give it back and share the the wealth? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So generosity is actually one of the core values of us as as Allon, Allon Planning Partners. Generosity is a a core value that we stand on, we live by, and we, um, we... encourage our clients and those that we get to work with to be able to live in that that same manner. So we want to just say a plug here. We're going to talk about how those of you who may have some excess dollars in retirement, how you could utilize that uh, in ways that express generosity. But before we get into this conversation, I really want to address the concept that generosity is not only for the wealthy. Generosity is something that anyone, anywhere, anytime can express. And it doesn't always have to be associated with our dollars or our money. It could be our time that Mm -hmm. we give. It it could be our resources. It could be our Our energy, our effort, you Mm -hmm. know, giving, giving our effort or energy into some kind of project or yeah, like Jay said, our knowledge, understanding, taking time to share our experience or our, Mm -hmm. our, uh, our learned experience with someone else. So there's a lot of ways that you can give. It's not just monetarily, but of course that's the core of who we as Allen Planning Partners, we talk about our dollars. We talk about finance and how to make the most of what we have and to be good stewards of that and to utilize that. Um, and so we're going to talk through some of those ways today. We're going to talk through how those of you in particular who may find you do have some excess cash, maybe you've paid off your home and you're debt free, or maybe your, um, your bills are covered because you do have a pension or you've got some distributions coming from retirement accounts and you do have these lump sums of money in your you're thinking, hmm, what do I, how could I utilize these or these dollar amounts, or maybe there's these causes you want to give towards or something. So we're going to, we're going to talk through some of those today. Just a couple ideas. Yeah. And there really are one, one big thing before we jump into the conversation is there really are some strategies available to families and individuals who want to give while they are still living. You don't have to wait till you pass away to begin mm-hmm. giving some of these the, to these causes, or maybe to these people. whether it's your children or maybe it's your a church organization or nonprofit or some organization that you really believe in or want to support there are there are ways that you can do that that are tax beneficial to you as well so we're going to talk through some of those strategies yeah and I would also want to put a plug in real quick for uh, an estate plan because that's something that uh, we don't look at a of lot. Financial planning, yeah. Like yeah. I, most folks don't look at until they have to, right? Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> um, it's it's kind of like the same way we do tax planning. It's like, hey, have you thought about this for your taxes? Well, nobody likes paying taxes, right? <laughs> so, nobody likes talking about exactly. Taxes. It, it's real uncomfortable. It. It's no but fun. But the same with estate planning. But once you've amassed assets and you have uh, assets to show, uh, you need to make sure that you that you're going to have a plan to get those distributed the way that 
you wish and not the state if something were to happen to yeah, you. Yeah, because the thing is, somebody will make those decisions. It, right. it, somebody will make those decisions for you. If it's not you, the government will or... Uh, God forbid family members arguing over that. That's the last thing you want to think about when you're at that point. You don't want your family to be experiencing any of that. And that is part of our planning process. We have a state law planning attorneys that do come here to our office and meet with the clients as part of their financial plan. And so it is something that we do offer directly. So we're not going to leave you alone in this and say, figure this out. This is a piece. No, we do it all. We do everything from the tax planning with CPAs here to estate planning with estate law planning attorneys uh, to everything that you need to have a full comprehensive financial plan. So talking about that, some charitable contribution uh, ideas that we would have. One would be if you are old enough that you're already receiving your required minimum distributions is to maybe think about a qualified charitable distribution. Um, And so what a qualified charitable distribution is, is it would actually take your RMD or your required minimum distribution and go directly to the charity, organization, church, whatever it may be that you want to give to um, and and be a direct gift to them instead of coming to you. And that actually offers a tax benefit to you as well. Um, So you may want to think about the qualified charitable distributions there when you're giving charitable contributions. Mm -hmm. And the age of the required minimum distributions is... Yeah, that's now 72. Okay, I, I, was so, gonna, I thought it was 72, but I didn't want to just... Yeah, recently it was changed to 72. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was 70 and a half, but now it is 72. So if you have hit that magic age or you're already getting required minimum distributions, why not have a plan if you're giving that money uh, to a good cause anyway and you do not need that for mm-hmm. your bills you would save on taxes and be able to be live generously right there through that. And way. we actually helped the client do that just a week and a half, a week and a half ago, uh, help them put together a, a strategy to be able to do That's that, right. taking their required minimum distributions from their retirement accounts. And they were sent directly from the holding institution to the charitable organization. And that, that's pretty cool that a, a client can can do that, Absolutely. that a family can give in that way. Another way that we can, can talk about here, um, this is something that I, I really love this one. This is a, a way you can establish accounts, maybe for your kids or maybe probably grandkids mm-hmm. more than likely, to set up a Roth account, a Roth IRA for them. So if you're not familiar with Roth IRAs, the way that Roth accounts work is you pay the tax up front. So you you don't get a uh, you don't get a, a tax benefit when you put into these accounts, but they grow tax free. So that when the the owner of the account begins to take distributions, those distributions are tax free. Mm-hmm. So huge huge benefit there. So and they don't carry RMDs, so you do not have to take a required minimum distribution right. from those accounts. Yeah, ever when either. time when time comes, that's mm-hmm. right. So these do have some income eligibility restrictions, uh, you know, for for individuals. But we're talking about it specifically for kids or grandkids. Mm -hmm. So think about this. You can contribute to a Roth IRA in a child or grandchild's name up to $6,000, okay? Or the equivalent of what they did earn. Mm -hmm. So they have to be earning income Mm -hmm. for you to be able to contribute towards them. So think about about your high school grandkids or maybe college-age grandkids Mm -hmm. um, that are working, maybe have part-time jobs and earning, uh, you know, and of course over the uh, a year, a year's time, probably at least making that right so you can contribute that to 
a Roth account and those earnings can grow tax free for them. So it's a way to really teach them about the world of investing, introduce them to that, allow them to, to look at how they're invested and maybe even be part of that conversation with you. A lot of these types of accounts, um, we help minors and their parents or grandparents with, these are called custodial accounts or UPMAs or UGMAs. You may have heard that term before, um, but we help them establish these accounts for specifically for the benefit of their child or grandchild. So what's, what's really great about these is that an adult, you know, the grandparent or parent will control the account until the minor reaches the age of majority in their respective state, which differs state to state. But in Tennessee, I think it's 26 right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the the adult maintains control of that account for the minor. Up until that up point. Up until that point. Or, right. or if they want it, would like to give it to them sooner. Uh, that's possible. Again, that's just another idea. Why I like it is because you are contributing and giving to, you know, next generations that come behind mm-hmm. you, your grandchildren, children and grandchildren. But it's also great because you're you're able to walk them through what you're doing. It's a way for you to to share. Again, we're talking about being generous. It's a way for you to share your experience, share your understanding, share your knowledge about investing and to, mm-hmm. to invite those grandkids into the process with you. Hey, let, let's talk about investing. Let's talk about how you might do this. Let's talk about the importance of this and how it can help you prepare for your future, right? So it's kind of a good partnership. And so no matter what, really your extra uh, assets and your extra cash is yours, you should be able to enjoy it, spend it how you wish. There's tons of options and ideas that we can go through. Uh, and, you know, some that are we only even, got through a some that are even today. tax, uh, you know, uh, beneficial to you. But but it's really about having a proper estate plan and making sure that all of the assets that you do have, not just the essential living assets that it's taken me to pay my utility bill, right. my groceries every month and make sure I've got a car and gas in it. Right. Well, gas is another story. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, making sure that you have enough just for that. Um, but ultimately, the monies that I have left over, if I want to give them away, if I want to make sure my grandkids or kids have something, how should I put those away to be most responsible and what does my estate plan say? That's mm-hmm. really what we want to go over today and, and look at and offer you a complimentary consultation to talk through these things if you've never thought about that before. Well, or you may have some things that you're, you've kind of just been dreaming about. Man, I'd love to do this. I'd love to give this. I'd love to provide this for so-and-so. Sure. You, you you know what you can do is take those ideas, take those dreams, and let's have a conversation together around those because there may be avenues or strategies that you are unaware of that could enable you to achieve that goal, to, to mm-hmm. reach that t- dream, to be able to employ that and to, to actually give that that you've been wanting to give but didn't really know how. Maybe because you were concerned about the tax, potential tax issues or, you know, questions surrounding all of that. So we'll help you walk through that is, is, the, is the key here. Being generous and how, how to live beyond yourself and helping you transfer some of that to other individuals or organizations as you wish. And that number to get in touch with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allen Planning Partners, 800-971-4549, 800-971-4549. Brittany, what do you have in store for us next? One of the biggest questions we get is around 401ks and what happens to the balance in those accounts after you retire? Well, when we come back, we're going to talk through that and go over some choices that you may have at that point.
So there are plenty of decisions that you that you have to make and that need to be made going into retirement. And one of those is with that 401k. Well, you've got choices. What do you do? What are the factors? Like what is what's your age when you retire? What's the rules of the company uh, regarding what you can and can't do with that 401k? Um, So we're going to go through a few options today, if that's okay. We're going to walk through a couple options. Okay, so the first option is qualified distribution. So once you've hit uh, that magic age of 59 and a half, where the IRS allows you to begin taking distributions from your 401k, you can do so without a 10% early withdrawal penalty. So that 59 and a half is a magic age that says, yeah, I can take from these uh, funds now and not be charged a 10% early withdrawal penalty from the government in order to do so. So uh, depending on your company's rules, you may elect to take a regular distributions. Maybe it's a annuity payout. Maybe it's a fixed or a, a period of time or an anticipated lifetime amount that you're taking out a little bit at a time or a lump sum uh, investment option as well. So you have different uh, qualified distribution options options as it goes. And so one of those would be to roll that over into an IRA. And there's a lot of reasons that a majority of folks do this when they are no longer with the 401k company. One of the reasons is an expanded investment option uh, that you will have. So typically, well, and before you get into mm -hmm. all that, I will say, probably the biggest reason is so that you can continue contributing right? because you can't contribute to a 401k if you're not working with that company. That's right. So if you want to continue building and contributing to a retirement account, but you're no longer working with that mm-hmm. company that get, that set up that 401k plan for you, then you can roll those funds over into an IRA right. where you can continue to contribute. Or continue to invest, yes. Mm-hmm. And right. so right. and so if you want to do that and continue growing your funds, which most folks do, an IRA rollover will be a great option. And you also have those expanded investment options oh, that I was right. talking about. So usually within a 401k program, whoever your provider is for your employer is going to have a set number of funds that is available to you. Um, now, when you roll it over to an IRA, you really have your horizons broadened. You can invest in a lot more variety variety of investment options, ETFs, uh, mutual funds that may or may not be available with your 401k plans, uh, direct stocks or bonds or a, a lot of other things that you can now get into, even real estate investments uh, with your IRA that you may have not had the option to in that mm-hmm. 401k. And ultimately, what that gives you is greater control of how your assets are allocated. And so that's what I would be looking at is how is this now uh, going to get me to the goals that I have of not running out of money uh, and making sure that I'm lasting and thriving through my retirement. And so the way that we can do that is making sure that we have all the uh, accessibility of every fund and every stock and every bond and every real estate investment and the, the proper cash allocation, whatever it may be, we have at our disposal. Sometimes those 401ks limit us to what we can and cannot invest in. And so we want to make sure that we have all of the bullets at our disposal. And don't take that as we're saying, don't contribute or don't participate in that 401k. That's, right. That's, That's not at all. Only we're when you're done. That's right. We're talking about when you reach retirement age and mm-hmm. you are no longer contributing or you have left that job. We're mm-hmm. talking about what to do with the funds. Then if you have access to a 401k plan, we implore you pour into that 
Give, especially yeah, if you're getting a match that's a, yeah that's right especially if your employer is matching that that's that's a huge way to set yourself up for retirement so we definitely want to encourage you to do that yeah there's just a lot of rules that surround you know what you can and can't do with your 401k when and where like one is the age 55 rule yeah i was getting ready to say that i was going to say yeah. there is one that most people don't know about yeah, and what it's is that? the it's yeah, it's called the age 55 rule. So you can begin taking money earlier than 59 and a half. So here's what it says. If you do. Yes. If you retire or if you lose your job when you are age 55, but not yet 59 and a half, then you can take distributions out of your 401k without that 10% early withdrawal penalty. Yep. But I want to, there's a caveat here. This only applies to the 401k from the employer you just left. Okay. That doesn't count money ones. that's in an earlier employer's plan. That's not mm-hmm. eligible for this exception. Money in an IRA is not eligible for this 55 rule. It's only for 401ks from a job you just left. If you retired or maybe were fired or lost your job for whatever reason, layoffs, whatever, you can access without your funds, without that 10% penalty. So basically the, the window is age 55 mm-hmm. to 59 and a half where you can employ that, that rule. Well, that's yeah. a- if you happen to thing, if you're stressed out thinking, oh my gosh, like how sure. am I going to oh, make man. ends meet and get a new job? And I mean, right. what a great, I, I had no idea that even existed until right well, now. Well, a lot of people don't, Chrissy. You're, I mean, that's the, that's the reality. It's one of those um, exceptions that isn't widely discussed, you know? So if you're in a specific situation like that right now, where maybe you, because of COVID, you recently did lose your job or your, your company restructured and you find yourself out of work, you know, in a scenario like that. And if you're in between this window from 55 to 59 and a half, and you're considering what do I do? Hey, this may be something that could benefit you if you're in a pinch, um, you know, so it's it's definitely a strategy we could we could talk with you about and help you walk out if necessary. Sure. Uh, another rule is, and this is an IRS rule as well, is those required minimum distributions that we've talked about before. And so what you need to realize is that if you have a qualified plan that it's, it's traditional, uh, then your 401k you will have to take required minimum distributions the year you turn 72. So uh, when you're 72, you'll now have to begin taking RMDs and they go up a little bit each year, but it's really the government coming back and saying, Hey, we've let you defer these taxes. We've let you put this money away and grow it for maybe 10, 20, 30, 40 Mm -hmm. years, whatever it may have been. Now you're 72 and we need to take some tax dollars out. Uh, We've let it be deferred long enough. So the, the, there is a planning that goes into how do we take RMDs? How do we properly uh, plan for that? And if you're anywhere before 72 right now, you can avoid kind of a ticking tax time bomb. There's quite a few ways to do that. One is by utilizing a Roth or Roth conversions, uh, ways that we can help you plan so that when it comes to age 72, you're not just mandated to uh, all your money is tax deferred and you have to take out this amount of money, right? Um, there's ways that we can help you plan and and properly uh, designate funds to where you're not strapped at 72 being told yeah, you have because, to take a certain Because think money. about it. Think about saving all your life for retirement and you're putting money into these these tax deferred accounts. The majority of these these retirement vehicles are tax deferred when you're talking about IRAs and the 401k, all of that, Mm -hmm. it's tax deferred. So you've got, you've got to this point of retirement now, and those assets are what you draw from 
to to live off of at mm-hmm. this point, right? And think about having to take all of all that money that you have deferred taxes on for years and years and years and now begin taking those distributions and you have to pay taxes on those. And who in the world knows what the tax brackets That's are going to question, look right? like five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years from now, whatever it is. It, I can say with certainty they won't be lower. <laughs> yeah, uh, very, very low probability of that. Yeah, very low probability the taxes will be lower than they are today. So we need to make sure we have a tax efficient plan. And one of those ways is to make sure that your 401k, your IRAs, all of your tax deferred money have uh, been properly thought through before you hit that RMD age of 72. Yeah, that's a big one. Another option is just to let the funds stay there in that 401k. You can. Um, you're, you cannot continue to contribute like we talked about once you leave that employer. But your plan administrator is required to maintain your plan if you have at least 5000 invested. So, you know, you certainly could just leave it there, let it lie and uh-huh. remain invested as it has been. Now, that's not one option that we typically recommend. It's not optimal. Yeah, for a number of reasons. The, the biggest one being you if you're at the point of retirement, you probably need to take a second look at your risk tolerance, which we talked about earlier today. Take a look at how you're invested and ensuring that it is appropriate for the stage of life you're in. Um, and typically, your risk tolerance is much um, higher as you are in your working years than when you're in retirement years. So you'll want to make adjustments there. Sure. So ultimately, if you're out there listening to us today and you have an old 401k or maybe you're getting ready to uh, be retired and you're you have a 401k that you're like, I know that I need to plan with this 401k for my retirement or or maybe you have a couple old 401k still sitting out there and you're not sure about all of the rules and structures that go along with qualified distributions or age 55 rule or what, what happens at 59 and a half or what are required minimum distributions and why should I plan for them or or should I get an IRA or should I leave it where it's at in my employer's plan? If you can't answer those questions or many more, actually, if you have any questions about your 401k, that's what we help people with every day. You don't have to go it alone. We do it all the time. You do not have to do this alone. We uh, specialize in this and we love helping folks come to the understanding of what should I do with the funds that I have to get to the goals that I would long to get to. So let us help you with that. You can reach us uh, at 800-970 that's 800-971-4549 we would love to take a look at your 401k plans and your IRAs and any qualified plans that you may have and give you some solutions to the questions that you may have we have a couple of slots remaining for the week to sit down with Jay and Brittany and the financial planning team at Allon all you have to do is call the 800-971-4549 number they will set it up with your calendar, you could also go online to Allon, A-L-L-O-N, planning.com, click the contact tab, and then continue the conversation, and you can set it up directly from there as well. So we've a little under 10 minutes left that I get to spend with nice. Jay Hagee. So uh, make sure you jump on it before the Q&A is done, and I'm going to let you lead us into the next segment jay yeah so the next segment obviously it's my favorite time of the week we get to answer the questions that come in from you our listeners so stay tuned and we'll have some answers for you
Welcome back to the Allon Exchange with Jay and Brittany Hagee of Allon Planning Partners. I'm consumer advocate Chrissy Paradis, and this is the segment each week that Jay and Brittany most look forward to because it involves your questions, questions that you have called in with, that you have sent in, and we try to hit as many as we possibly can each show. Uh, the first question comes from Indianapolis podcast listener, Betsy. Betsy's question is, I've recently retired. I'm 67 and my whole life I've waited to take a trip around the world. I spent $90,000 on a cruise to see all seven continents in nine months. However, I'm a little concerned given the potential economic crisis. Should I cancel my dream vacation? Betsy, that sounds incredible. Man, seven continents, a nine-month cruise. Now that's a dream. Oh, that's a vacation. That's a dream vacation for sure. <laughs> oh my word! Jay and I have been looking at cruises lately. Like, man, we we want to do this. I think, European I, I think of vacations in hours now. Uh, she's not in months. So that's the problem. Is yeah. it's like if I can get three hours that I don't have to answer a question. Like that's a vacation for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, nine months. That sounds like a retirement. Yeah, that's awesome, <laughs> Betsy. That's what what a cool thing that you've booked that and you're working towards that and excited for it, which you should be rightfully so you should be excited for it. So the, the way that we would answer that question is more about to, we, to be able to really say, yes, you should cancel or no, you shouldn't, you shouldn't. It, it, we would have to really see a bigger picture of your financial snapshot. Like what, what does your situation look like? Now, the only reason I would say that you shouldn't take this trip is if this $90,000 cruise really straps you. If you are overspending by doing this, um, if it impacts your financial future in a negative or drastic way um, that causes fear or worry or strain later on, probably not the best decision. Um, but if you have the resources to be able to do that, uh, you know, I, I don't believe that the potential, well? yeah, yeah, the potential economic crisis and what's occurring should prevent you from doing that. If you have proper planning in place, if you have, mm -hmm. if you have um, protections with, with your assets, if you have, you know, invested well for your situation, your, your specific scenario, your specific assets. And I know that kind of seems like a, a broad answer. We're really not trying to cop out, but it's one of those things to where we got to look at the big picture. We don't want to just take take a narrow approach and look at one investment or one asset or one lump sum of money towards a specific event and give a overall answer for your situation, right? We have to take a, a, a bigger approach, a larger approach as we talk about in our firm, a more comprehensive approach to be able to answer that in full accuracy. So we'd love to have a, a broader conversation with you about that, Betsy. You could certainly give us a call back and schedule the appointment or go online to our website, alonplanning.com and schedule an appointment directly with us, even a phone call. We'd be happy to speak with you more specifically uh, mm -hmm. about that. But man, kudos to you for, for following through, scheduling that, saving, preparing for that. One other thing I'll say, if you're going into the debt for that, probably not a good call. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going into debt to take That's this trip, flag. yeah, probably not a good call. So I just have to throw that in there, but hope you have an awesome time. That's right. And the number is 800-971-4549. 800-971-4549. If you've got a question similar to Betsy's, uh, next up is Brian in Chattanooga. Brian's question is, 
Do I have to take RMDs from a tax-free Roth 401k? Well, hey, Brian, uh, glad you called in. I'm glad to answer this for you. It's actually a very technical question that you're asking here because typically a Roth IRA you would not have an RMD on. But a Roth 401k, you actually still have required minimum distributions because it's based on the entire balance in your 401k. So that is one of the uh, reasons you may want to think about, should I keep my money in a right. 401k or not, um, is that it, the RMDs based on your entire amount, traditional and Roth. Now, the difference is the Roth portion still, even though it's an RMD, will not be taxed. So it's not going to harm you as far as taxes are concerned, but you still will have to take it out even if you don't want to. So that is a potential, you know, question mark that you should think through uh, about maybe a, a rollover to an IRA and a Roth IRA may be a beneficial uh, position for you to be in. So the technical answer is yes, you will have to take an RMD from that tax-free Roth 401k. Uh, next up, we've got Mitchell in Murfreesboro. And Mitchell's question is, I've been dealing with an advisor for years. Lately, I believe he has me at too much risk. I'm 61 and at least six years away from retirement. Do I need to be worried about how much risk I'm taking? I don't know that you need to say you need to be worried. I would definitely say yes, take a second look. If you have some kind of an emotional trigger or emotional response to how you're invested, mm -hmm. that is a red flag. That is something that needs to be processed and at least talked through. And maybe it may be that you're invested properly with the proper risk tolerance, but you just need to have a conversation around it. Maybe you don't fully understand the, the picture. Mm -hmm. More likely than not, though, you are taking too much risk. That's what we see the That's majority right. of the time. There is too much risk being taken for someone. It sounds like, what did you say, six years away from retirement? Is yep. that right, Chrissy? At least six Yeah, years. six years. Yeah, so I mean you're you're getting close here. You're you're on the home stretch, which means your risk should definitely be decreasing as you're getting closer. So definitely would say to take a second look. Have someone take a second look at that to ensure, man, you're not taking too much risk, especially within our current market mm -hmm. cycle right now where we are. The last thing you want is to lose a significant portion of your life savings right as you approach the finish line. Oh. And the reason that I would say get a second opinion is because I know there can be a lot of cookie cutter financial advice given out there. Uh, it can be just a one size fits all approach. Typically based on returns. Depending on returns and depending on where you're at in the time horizon cycle, right? So where you're at in age. So what I would say is, do you have a financial plan? It sounds like you have an advisor, but do you have a financial plan? Right. It, it, because typically, typically yep. I tell my clients, listen to your gut talk to me about it. Tell me what your gut is saying, but then let me talk to you about the facts of about where you're at, what your goals are and how we get you there. Right. right? And so the financial planning piece uh, Mitchell is actually more important to me than what your advisor is telling you to do as far as your allocation is concerned. Uh, so I want to make sure that you actually do get a second opinion and that you have someone like us. I would love to call back in and schedule the appointment. If you haven't already, uh, we would love to take a look at it and not only take a look, at where your bucket that one bucket's allocated and where that one bucket is up and down too much for your liking but actually do you have a financial plan that is all encompassing of your goals mm -hmm. and that number mitchell is 800-971-4549 800-971-4549 also online allon planning a-l-l-o-n planning 
gmail.com. Jessica in Udawa is next. Her question is, I've done Roth IRA conversions every year for the past several years. I'm going to retire in two years with 30000 in my traditional Roth IRA. Should I continue the conversion process? Yeah, uh, Jessica, thanks for calling in. Thanks for asking that question. I would say, especially depending on, and I don't know how much you have in your traditional IRA, you say you're going to have $30,000 in your Roth IRA. I would say if you have a huge chunk, which probably if you're getting ready to retire, you'll have a bigger nest egg in the traditional IRA. It would absolutely make sense to continue converting after uh, you're even retired, if, if that's possible, because your income bracket will typically be lower whenever you're no longer working, which means you're paying a lower tax rate in order to convert those traditional dollars to Roth dollars when you're not working. So I would say, yes, I, just spitballing it and trying to figure out where you're at in your financial planning process, it would probably be even more beneficial if you've already been doing that while you're working to continue that even after you're not because you're going to be paying less taxes uh, than when you are actually earning an incoming doing that. So um, there again, call back in. Let's talk through this the specifics of it. I would like to get a little bit more detail around that question, Jessica, but I would say that if you've been doing this already in the previous years, this may make sense to continue doing that, to keep getting as much money uh, in a tax-free bucket Mm -hmm. over time. And that number again is 800-971-4549, 800-971-4549, and online at allonplanning.com. Brittany J., Final thoughts for the week. Yeah, it's been great uh, connecting again this week uh, to each one of you out there. I hope that you have uh, heard something or found something uh, interesting or something that you did not previously even know that we shed a little bit of light on this week. As always, we're here to serve you. We're here to help you plan. We're here to make sure that you are living uh, in a place of peace and uh, security around your finances, that it's not a place of fear and doubt and uncertainty and, and hopelessness, but there is hope when you have a plan and when you can anchor uh, yourself to that and make sure that you are going to reach the goals that you do have to and through retirement. So as always, we want to offer you guys a complimentary consultation to call in and, and, Go ahead and let us some of the questions that we've already answered today. Maybe that's your specific situation, or maybe you have something totally different uh, that we could help you with. Maybe, we would love maybe to you have maybe you. you have some of those dreams that we talked about last segment about something you want to give towards, something you want to want to give to. What's the best way to do that? Yeah, and how you can do that? We can provide some answers and some creative solutions to help you be able to to do those things. So. Yeah, so call in. Don't be don't be scared to call in. There's uh, we're not selling anything. <laughs> we're, we're just trying to give a good service to our community. So we would love to sit and talk with you and uh, bring you on as part of the Allon family and make sure that you have that financial plan to hit the retirement. Investment advisory services are offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, LLC, and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Allon Planning Partners is not affiliated with Foundations Investment Advisors. This is intended for informational and educational purposes only. The views, statements, and opinions expressed herein are those of the individual speakers and not necessarily those of Foundations and its affiliates. The information contained herein does not constitute an offer to sell any securities or represent an express or implied opinion or endorsement of any specific investment opportunity offering or issuer. Any discussion of performance or returns is not indicative of future results. Any mention of rates 
Servicing guarantees provided by insurance products and annuities are subject to the financial strength of the issuing insurance company, not guaranteed by any bank or the FDIC. Each individual investor situation is different and any ideas provided may not be appropriate for your particular circumstances. Foundations only transacts business in states where it's properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Registration as an investment advisor is not an endorsement of the firm by securities regulators and does not mean the advisor has achieved a specific level of skill or ability. No legal or tax advice is provided. Always consult with a tax professional. All rights reserved.